When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, welcome back to the Savage Pass Podcast. Put by Clutch Points. Uh, I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. Uh, Dylan, I'm in a different location today, uh, recording, but uh, I'm just going to call this the trade bunker because uh, it seems like at this point, everyone, it's so funny. We, we were just talking about this from basically 48 hours from the time we recorded. We said, you know, by the time you listen to that episode, things could change. Well, Things changed, uh, you know, by the time this, this next episode is going to come out and they changed in a big way. Uh, I don't even, I, I guess you have to start with Aaron Rodgers because as we said, he was kind of going to be the piece that seemingly determined a lot of things. Um, we, we said in the previous episode, I mean, I, I said, I mean, I was just like, I think it's very clear at this point. It's either Packers or Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think there was any other scenario. We talked about the Titans uh, pipe dream. That was not going to happen. Um, and so Rodgers decides to return to the Packers. Of course, um, all likelihood he's going to finish his career there. And um, so that was the, the first big domino. And we'll, we'll get into the others uh, after that. Yeah, it certainly set the tone for other things that happened. We can talk about the domino effect with a couple moves that have happened since with QBs that I think are at least somewhat uh, related. Um, but yeah, it, as we talked about on Monday, this one at least we were on top of for sure. Um, you know, it, it really felt like Rodgers was going to stay over a certain point. The the language of you know whenever he's talking about the organization, his relationships, it definitely improved uh, uh, drastically over the last year. The way that he spoke, not just about. Yeah, you know, he always spoke well about the coaches and the players, but uh, about the GM, Brian Gutekunst, uh, even other members of the organization. It feels like they took those steps that he wanted them to take in terms of involving him more, communicating better, all sorts of things. Um, and matching it not just with, the, with their words, but their actions in terms of trading for guys like Randall Cobb and making things happen that he wanted to. Now they bring back Tom Clements, obviously has an affinity for him as his old coach QB coach from back early in his career going I think even back to the far days there for Clement so yeah um at the end it just always made the most sense I know you know obviously for us it works well to have something drawn out this far uh we get uh, more people are intrigued I'm intrigued I'm one of those people turning on NFL Network as this stuff's coming out yesterday you know so it all feeds into our media cycle here but from a practical point of view like we talked about it just always felt like this was going to be the, the ultimate decision he'd come to. It's just maybe if things sorted out in an alternate universe of the NFL where the a- NFC wasn't so uh, wide open as, we, as we've kind of talked about, at least not uh, compared to the AFC with all the young, great quarterbacks that are there. It's just a different uh, – things could have played out differently where maybe a, at a certain point in time Denver would have been uh, the best spot. But as we'll talk about in a second, there is a lot of tough things still for that team and uh, that conference and that division in particular. And now in the NFC North, uh, as he's done for the last basically two decades, man, poor everyone. I mean, I know the uh, the Bears have made a Super Bowl in the last however many 
in the last 15 years. Lions obviously have not, or the Vikings, they've come close a couple times in the last 28 some odd years. Man, that division, even going back to the NFC Central, Favre and Rodgers are just completely owning the, like that thing for so long. I feel so bad for these other fan bases. They have to, you know, thought this was the end. Maybe it would finally be back open. But now Rodgers gets to stay in this division uh, with a, a schedule that should line up pretty well with those division matchups, other matchups in the in the conference. Um, I think they get the NFC East this year, which uh, doesn't look yeah, with one move happening today. I don't think it really changed much for Washington. But, yeah, um, it's the schedule's right there. The Green Bay has, a, you know, a, a big advantage on a lot of teams in this conference for getting the one seed once again the rams niners have to play each other twice they also have to face the afc west and all these quarterbacks this year um so yeah there's some things lining up for green bay to have another go at it and we'll see how they you know they, they end up tagging Devonte adams shortly after this hopefully they'll still for uh i know they want to still reach a, a longer term deal with him at least through probably the rogers tenure um but yeah it's a uh, for Green Bay fans, for all the things they were worried about, you know, as much as they told themselves this doesn't make too much sense for him to leave, it just feels like it's moving in the right direction. Happy for them, but um, sad day for uh, the Bears, the Lions, the uh, the Vikings that they still have to deal with Rodgers for a few more years here. Yep, they do, and um, like you said, it's just uh, any hope you had if you're the the other three teams, you're just thinking, man, please get this guy out west, <laughs> send him somewhere. Um, yeah, not, not just out of the division, but, not even out of the conference, <laughs> right? Just, just anywhere. Um, but yeah, it didn't happen and, uh, he'll be back and, uh, yes, the, uh, the, the, I mean, there, again, there's no expectation that the, the Packers are going to drop off, um, as long as Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. So, uh, all right. That one we thought was pretty, I don't want to say it was predictable, but we, we, we said, I mean, it, I think it was going to take a lot for yeah. him to leave at that point. Um, and we kind of thought this was the way it would play out now. The rest of the stuff, we did not necessarily predict was going to happen. Um, and, of course, the, the big one came shortly after Aaron Rodgers made his decision, uh, announced that he was staying in Green Bay. And that is when the Seahawks and Broncos um, decided to pull off quite a deal with Russell Wilson being traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. You know, Dylan, it wasn't that long ago where we were thinking, boy, Pete Carroll's back. Russell Wilson seems like he's going to be back. Um, that's just, you know, one more go around here and no more. Uh, Russell Wilson is uh, now with the Broncos. He gives them the missing piece that they really needed. We talked last year about the defense. Um, they had the defense. They just needed some consistency probably offensively. And now they have their quarterback. And um, my goodness, the AFC, we talk about the, we talk about the NFC North. And um, kind of the scenario there, the AFC West has now become um, just absolutely ridiculous when you look at the way this thing is stacked uh, from top to bottom here. Yeah, the quarterbacks, it's its ridiculous. I think the only uh, comparable possibly that I saw someone has a conversation on Twitter, people talking about the best division, like the Derek Carr is easily the, the best uh, quarterback to be the worst quarterback in his division ever. Yes. There, I think the only one that was close that people were talking about, it was 2009 when the NFC North had Brett Favre in Minnesota, Aaron Rodgers starting to really come into his own. I wouldn't say you would have known at the time that Aaron would have put this on the same level. But they had those two guys. You had Matthew Stafford in Detroit as a rookie, and then you had um, Jay Cutler with the Bears. So not not a shabby division, but I don't know. Obviously, the, the narratives with those things have changed over time with how Stafford's uh, career has gone with all the stats he's piled up and then also 
also winning a Super Bowl now. Obviously, what Rodgers has become at the time in 2009, I don't think he would have said the same thing. Whereas right now in 2022, man, it's it's ridiculous. The Raiders, <laughs> it's a tough spot um, for both and, and even Denver still. I mean, they have a really good team, but man, this this division, you know, we for all last year we talked in the last few years the NFC West how strong it's been, and it's still going to be a strong division. But without Russell Wilson there, that definitely changes the equation here for Seattle. I, you know would like to point out that they were i think eighth in total dvoa last year seattle they had some bad luck with some of how the games went they were this is not a team that necessarily had to completely rebuild and you know releasing bobby wagner later in the day um seems to uh, give an intention of that you know they are reloading to a certain extent they've almost become you could say kind of like what the broncos were without russell wilson like they have a solid team i think their defense is improving and they um seems like some of the things they've talked about with their defensive scheme they're they're willing to adjust and not be so stuck into what has worked previously with previous personnel and uh, teams like the Rams are just spamming them with certain plays because they're really predictable on that side I think Seattle's taking those necessary steps but man to you know I know that uh, this isn't as simple as them just deciding to trade Russell for uh, the picks and stuff it's you know this is something that the Athletic had a, a piece with Mike Sando and a couple other writers contributing that about how this has really been going on for a year with the agent and back and forth and how the, the you know the, uh, some people in the organization or even players compared it to a divorce just where on each side both um, contributed to it maybe you know with Seattle some of the things they haven't done over um, time in terms of put you know they have tried to be more pass happy I think they pass the ball more than Russell might have realized last season um, even though some of the games that they had more success were in shot penny got going but i don't know they it's it's just hard to think of as we talked about on monday with pete carroll it's uh, you know in his early 70s now being re, uh, on a rebuilding team and maybe they don't see it as a rebuilding team maybe they have a quarterback they fell in love with in the draft and they're like we can get him at nine now with that pick they just got from denver i don't maybe that's part of it but it's still like i mean for the things about russell at certain points struggling um with that offense i mean he's still you know arguably right there as one of the you know top quarterbacks in the nfc uh, behind a couple guys maybe on the lower end of the top tier um but above the second tier of qbs and so for yeah for their point of view first like it's like man now i mean i guess you would look at the division right now and not feel like maybe the next couple of years are going to be able to be better than the rams and and um niners but we're just coming off of two years ago where they went 12 and 4 um and the year before that they almost won the nfc west it came down to a week 17 one yard line play against the niners like they they've been right there and i think they i don't know that you know some certain things have gotten stale but man it's tough for that fan base to look at russell and and wagner the two last guys i believe i saw uh, from that um from that their Super Bowl team to be on the roster now gone and two legends from you know both in the same draft one of the best drafts and definitely the best draft in Seahawks history probably one of the best in NFL history with all the Legion of Boom guys that came in and, and Russell Wilson um obviously yeah unlike the Rodgers thing we didn't see this coming because the Seahawks told us it wasn't coming I mean you have Pete Carroll literally saying we have no intention of trading Russell Wilson John Snyder saying we're not shopping the quarterback those things are carefully worded because no intention and not shopping doesn't mean you're not taking calls and as as Ian Rappaport said they were talking about this for a couple weeks I think this was always known uh, from their end and from the Denver's end that this 
could happen. They knew that Russell wanted the if he was going to be traded, he, that was the one team he wanted to go to. And so I think it it is uh, the first domino was Aaron staying with the Packers, and I think that benefited Seattle because it benefited um, instead of going to Denver. Now their trade package, they probably knew they could get more out of Denver, or even though Russell was always intending to go to Denver, they could have said, you know, hey, we got these offers from Washington and um, and Philadelphia. I think those Philly wasn't as reported as, as much as Washington was right after, but those are the two teams at least I saw. Uh, reported on to make pretty sizable offers for Russell. Um, I think it helped the trade package Seattle ultimately ended up getting. I still think for some fans there, I, I quick calculation on it from looking at Twitter and, re- and reading things on, on these athletic articles and, and probably the comment section there a little more uh, uh, formal than most places. Um, it seems like people still don't think they got enough. I don't know, maybe comparing it to um you know if you compare it to the Stafford trade a year before obviously Russell had higher accolades than Stafford did going into last year but um you know they still got way more than what the Rams really ended up giving up and they're both in their age 33 seasons I think it's kind of we think of Russell maybe not as you know the fact that he's really only one year younger than Stafford but um I I thought it was a fine trade for both sides um if if Seattle was going to make a move I just questioned that they couldn't have made it work with him um, and then from Denver's point of view, I, that's uh, the whole different uh, ball game, I guess, in terms of, yeah, yeah that division is going to be really tough. And even with Russell, uh, it could work out fantastically, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, they're they're the standard. Um, and then with what the Chargers, uh, as you know, with how Herbert has played, how we're seeing how they can reload and, and improve on, on some of the weaknesses on their defense – and uh, some things that I'm sure Brandon Staley wants to have back from last season. Some not even just the, how Week 18 went in certain play calls, but also some games they lost to teams that should have beat. Um, and then the Raiders actually making the playoffs. I mean, that division is freaking crazy. And uh, you know, for Russell's point of view, I he wants to go to this. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's excited to work with Nathaniel Hackett, who you know has a more varied. Um, background than just being a guy that's uh, a true Shanahan you know because he, he obviously is in the LaFleur system last year he's not calling the plays but they're still running with LaFleur more of a kind of Shanahan background uh, approach but you know Hackett could you know, he has uh, at times been very willing to run the ball people forget about him being the offense coordinator for the Jaguars when Blake Bortles almost made a Super Bowl and that team was very focused on on the ground game I don't know well I think even for Russell's um uh, for what he's going to be able to do. I know he wants to air it out a lot. I still think they're going to – Denver has a strong running game with Javante Williams. Should be a big piece of this. I think all these uh, guys in fantasy should be excited for. Um, but, I uh, mean, it's still going to be tough. And, I, you know, the, their defense, they, they didn't have, like, the most tough schedule last year. That's why they didn't rank insanely high in DVOA, despite having some uh, maybe numbers that look better. So, We'll, we'll see. Um, I think they're a playoff team for sure at this point, but the AFC is loaded, and that's that's the whole thing we went about going over with Rodgers. Now, same thing applies for Russ. Like, where do you? I mean, a lot of people are saying he's probably the third best quarterback in this division right now, um, behind Herbert. Uh, you could argue that, I suppose. I I would rather have her. Obviously, you'd rather have Herbert at this point, given his age um, and his possible upside, and and then Mahomes obviously being still arguably the best quarterback in the league. But even in the conference, I mean, I, you're still going to take a lot of guys over Russ, and that's not even a slight to Russ. He might take it that way, but it's just a loaded conference, and 
I don't know. I don't know if it's a better situation, but maybe for, I mean, for him just having the fresh start, maybe that's just part of it. Maybe they can still do some of the things they were moving towards in Seattle that they knew were probably best for him um, with their scheme and things. But maybe if they convince Russell it's a new, fresh approach and that he's the one that is really behind, you know, involved in that conversation, maybe they can make it work. And maybe this offense will really take off and Denver won't just be um, another contender in the AFC, but actually a top team. I think, and I haven't looked at any mock drafts lately, but when we talk about like the Seahawks there at nine, I just feel like like the first quarterback, in my opinion, that comes to mind is Matt Corral. Like I feel like he is someone that would fit well yeah. with like the Seahawks. And I don't, again, that that's talking about right now, right? Like to me, he's like a Pete Carroll type guy. Like he, I feel like he's someone Pete Carroll would like. But like we said, I mean, it's not. I don't know if Pete Carroll is going to be the coach there for the next five yeah. years or anything, mm-hmm. but. I feel like he's someone that, you know, but, but again, he's not Russell Wilson. So, (laughs) but I don't think they, you know, clearly they are in a mode where the Seahawks are not playing to, you know, win the Super Bowl right now. So I think that's, I don't know. I think that's their best option, but then maybe that's the SEC homer and me coming out. So (laughs) I, yeah, um, uh, the Drew Locke obviously goes back to them in this deal. I don't know what that insane, it really means. It's just, kind of the same yeah. situation Noah Fant still has Drew Locke as his quarterback I, I was hoping I, at first you know, when people are posting like oh look at the skill position players as before Fant was the last player named um in the trade and I was like I, they, they're still excited about their uh, number two guy I can't pronounce his last name off the top of my head Alex uh, oh but um they, yeah they still have a great position group there but yeah I mean they, you know, I, I am really curious. There have been some questions, I guess, about what's happening with Metcalf and Lockett and how they perceive this. I would assume Seattle has no intentions of moving them, but I don't really know at this point because, uh, again, I, this is – I think Bill Barnwell uh, tweeted uh, about this and put it best in terms of, like, this. This these moves with Wagner and, and Wilson really show what Seattle thought, thinks about themselves, which is maybe lower than what they really are. Um, obviously, you can't have the expectation you're just going to be – you know, going back to when they had the Legion of Boom, like it's not going to be the same. You're not going to be in conference titles and Super Bowls constantly. But man, they weren't that far from having things fixed. I was, as a Rams fan, looking at the, what they have on defense and if uh, some of the pieces they should be able to add this offseason, the cap space they had. I mean, I, it looked like they're, and, and then Pete finally opening up about uh, being more versatile with the play calling on that side. I mean, it was definitely, I mean, I, I, the Rams have had more success against Seattle than most teams in that division for the last, going back to when the Rams were in St. Louis, but it's still a, a, another frightening team in that division. And now it's just like, what do they, uh, what do they think of themselves? Do they really think they need to rebuild this much? Cause I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, quarterback, I, I in terms of yeah, again, they must, I think they have to like someone at nine. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're going to start with. Maybe they're looking forward more to past the season rebuilding, getting another tackle. Um, they should have some good options there at number nine. Uh, they've uh, they've had some guys aging out on the offensive line that has been better than uh, maybe we talk about all the time uh, this past year. I thought. Um, I think they could definitely use a young left tackle the future, uh, and then maybe they'll looking more at their future quarterback after the season and punting while the Rams are still going, uh, quote-unquote, all in. The Niners uh, still being the Niners and Arizona still having Kyler. And, and uh, you know, he re- as you probably saw, put all his Cardinal posts back up. So everything seems nice and, and uh, fluffy there in Arizona. But, yeah, for Seattle, I I don't know who – yeah, Matt Corral, I suppose, if they really wanted a project guy, Malik Willis, I guess, or and by pro- maybe the high upside – swing at it 
approach. Maybe they'll take someone later. I mean, that's ended up working out pretty well with Russ there. So I don't know what their thinking is, but it's just it's hard for me to think of. I mean, Pete, yeah, I, I, he's a really high energy guy for being his age. So I think he he's still going to be fine if he embraces this situation and how they're going to uh, reload and rebuild. I think it could work out fine, but it also could line up to be like, you know, maybe they're waiting for the next quarterback of the future and um, uh, until maybe this next regime, maybe they have one year here, see how this all works. And then at that point, it's it's easier for them to, they don't have to have the new coach come in and then trade Russ, right? They could be like, uh, you know, the new coach, they already traded Russell Wilson, uh, John Schneider and, and, and Pete Carroll were part of that regime. So from the ownership's point of view, I've seen some people kind of talking about this and saying like now when they get the new coach after this year then they focus on the new quarterback they don't have to be like oh those new people came in and they're the ones that got rid of Russ and Bobby um they can kind of move on that way it's kind of that might be a little bit galaxy braining here in my opinion but it's possible uh, maybe this isn't going to be a, a long-term thing with Pete staying there and, and being the next guy to get this quarterback maybe they are looking ahead at uh not really pursuing uh, their franchise quarterback until after the season yeah, well, if they want to get DK Metcalf happy, um, they would have an old <laughs> Miss connection with Corral. So there you go. that could work. Um, there, we'll see. But um, all right, the next one, Carson Wentz. Uh, the Commanders, Washington Commanders. Um, it's, still, it's still not working for me, but <laughs> they have a new quarterback, and it's Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. That is something. I think it's probably the – the best way to, to look at it. I, look, man, I, I got nothing against Carson Wentz, but it's Neither, just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like it's, um, how, well, let's see, the, the official trade is the Colts get a third round pick, two third round picks. Is that right? 2022 and 2023? Yeah, and they swapped their second round picks this year, I think was the other yeah. part. So here's my question. Is giving away those picks for Carson Wentz, do you think that puts you in a better position than you would be in with Taylor Heineke? Uh, it's really funny because we're on a separate work call for Clutch Point. Someone <laughs> asked that exact question, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, again, that's the first question I thought of. Is, is giving away that, that much going to put you in a better position than you would with Taylor Heineke keeping those picks. I I I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> See, isn't that that's the problem though? The fact that you don't know, like that's the issue. It's not even that you have to say say yes. It's that it's even a discussion to me. It's like, ooh, I just don't. I don't know about that for Washington. I, I, my first thought was Terry McLaurin. I'm not going to lie. Like the first thing I thought yeah. of when this trade happened was him. I'm like, this. Uh, we just cited that stat of like 60% of catchable ball. Like he's like one of the worst catchable ball rates of any receiver in terms of what's being coming to him. And then you have a guy that's really struggled with his accuracy. I mean, I'm a, um, by the end of the season last year, Wentz, you know, he ranked in the middle of the pack in terms of total DYAR from, from football outsiders. But uh, I wouldn't say his downfield accuracy outside the numbers, different things were fantastic uh, by any means. And it's a guy that uh, we look at the Colts and it's going to be really, we saw what Phillip Rivers did quickly there the year before and uh, what this team, uh, at least on the out, what they think internally and even from the outside, people think it's a, a good situation for a quarterback with that offensive line, that running game. And maybe they need some more weapons in Indy, but uh, still not a situation where uh, they should have failed to make the playoffs. And, you know, looking at Wentz, obviously things have changed since his earlier years and his own production and things. But it's, I mean, that Philly team was loaded. I think you, even his rookie year, we had a pretty solid season. 
um, maybe not, you know, they win the Super Bowl his second year when he's on the field. And you just see how that team was built with whoever's going to be under center uh, with, with Foles obviously filling in just fine. That team was built to, to win. And he's had some good situations in his career. I'm just concerned. I know that we, Washington's offensive line is solid enough. Um, and they have some playmakers, and if their defense takes a, a hit back up, they should be fine. But like you said, does that mean they are going to be? That wouldn't be the case with a different guy like Taylor Heineke or um, whoever they if they decide to draft a quarterback at number eleven. I don't know if that's the case. Um, there was a, and this is a again. This is the same that further domino effect from it, it starts with you know Rogers deciding to stay. Now if he gone to Denver. Then the, the trade situation, maybe that Seattle ends up holding on to Russ, but one of the, the teams that was very active offering up to, I think they said three first-round picks for him, was Washington. Uh, so they just got completely shafted there by what ultimately obviously being the same conference, but also just Russ wanting to go to Denver more. So this is, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, they also they didn't wait for Jimmy G. That's another guy they could have gone for. Ian Rapport tweeted about that. A lot of um, uh, talk about potentially going after him. Now it's Indianapolis that's the team that's being rumored after this trade to be going after him. I think I, yeah, there's some a conversation about Indy. You know what they gave up to get Wentz, and now not getting that same kind of return in place. I think you know that's fine, but. Um, I commend teams that uh, what the Rams did with Goff. Even it's a very different circumstance, but nonetheless, teams that look at a situation and are, are realistic about what's going on. I think the Colts evaluated what happened last year, and yes, there's things that as a team they could have done better. Their defense wasn't fantastic all season. Their offensive line uh, it was not as good as it has been, even if it was uh, still had ridiculous numbers from Jonathan Taylor. Um, uh, but I think they were able to evaluate what Carson contributed and, and thought, you know, this isn't good enough. We're not going to be able to compete. Look at our conference. Like, look at these teams we're going to be competing with. So good on them to make that decision. For Washington, I just it feels like settling and beyond settling. And like you said, giving up those picks and the second round, or sorry, one of the third rounders becomes a second rounder if he if Carson plays a certain amount of snaps next year. So could be even more of a of, of, of picks that they're giving up higher value. So. I don't know. Washington, I, I think they could have had better luck just going for a free agent, even if they wanted to pair them with uh, one of the um, draft picks if they make one and kind of going that route. Um, but yeah, this is now, they're a team that also was in on trying to trade for Stafford last year, struck out along with Carolina. And now um, this year, the same thing with Russell Wilson. It's just, you got to look inward and it's not something, we, we know something that Dan Schneider has not done a whole lot of historically there in Washington. It's not an owner, a franchise that uh, even if Ron Rivera has given them stability um, beyond what they used to have. And we talked about when they first hired him, why we felt that was so important given the reputation of this organization, but it's still at the end of the day, uh, you know, even with a lot of the young talent they've drafted and some, some good things that have gone on in Washington, there's still not a place that players really see as a destination yet. Um, and I don't know if that, you know, they want to, to talk too much about the owner of Washington Commanders while we're talking about the Carson Wentz trade, but I think it reflects at least in terms of their inability to get a star quarterback and attract one the last couple of years uh, to a thing that does start at the top. And now, uh, well, I guess we'll find out. Hopefully for Carson, this does work out. Maybe this is a, a better working situation. But I thought, you know, how could you not think Frank Reich was really in, in their past together and how they got along, not just on a football level, but a personal level in Philadelphia and even when they drafted him. Um, I don't know how you could not see that as probably the best situation he could have had, and now he's here. Like, I, I mean, at least the division's wide open, but so is the AFC South. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, I'm not sure where 
where it goes from here. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I guess if Jimmy G winds up in Indianapolis and what that looks like is just um, the NFL, man. The off season, you just you never know. And like you said, I mean, it's like we're talking here on Wednesday, and who knows what else is to come? Like with some of these uh, big possible deals that are out there, and certainly as we said, the quarterback situation kind of determined everything. So. It's going to be fascinating to see how a lot of these other situations unfold. So, yeah, uh, I think the only other things that since we last recorded, uh, there's like movement towards the Giants being able to sign Trubisky. I know we talked about Washington as a possible place for him, and another number of teams that he was a guy during the combine that seemed to be gaining steam and how people feel about him and what he did in Buffalo. So, yeah, outside of that though, I mean, there's still I don't know, there's still going to be some some free agent class of quarterbacks and Pittsburgh is probably the next situation I'm the most interested to see what they do now that Denver and Washington have addressed whether however you feel about how they've addressed those things they've addressed the quarterback position um, and the Giants are still sticking with Daniel Jones even if they've signed a guy it's not going to be maybe necessarily someone who's for sure going to start so um, yeah Pittsburgh's probably the next one that I'm keeping an eye on but I just don't know at this point I mean it was pretty much Rodgers and Russ were the two guys. And that's what we talked about Monday. Those are like the two top tier kind of guys that possibly were going to be moved or have new, new uh, homes in 2022. And now it's like, yes, there's, there's solid quarterbacks out there. Um, but I think it, it's going to be a free agency still going to be exciting, but I think a lot of the focus is going to be about helping some of the quarterbacks that are already in place. I don't know if there's guys that are on the, on the level um, that you're going to really want to make a drastic trade for. And as we've talked about in the draft, We'll see. Maybe some of these guys will end up being really good starters, and I hope they do. But um, the the hype isn't there compared to past seasons. Obviously, not, you know we had three quarterbacks taking the first three picks last year. That's just not going to happen. So the focus is going to be more on I think the rest of the offseason potentially already, even after just these two moves and with Rodgers staying and Wilson being traded. That we're going to see teams yes making movement at quarterback, but is it going to be factor into? the Super Bowl contenders next season. I don't know if that's really the case. Um, I think it's more going to be about how these teams with the cap going up and, and the depth of this draft overall, how they build around the quarterbacks that are already in place. Yep. We will see uh, what happens with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like we said, the quarterback situation was going to really dictate a lot and um, we'll see. It's again, it's like, as we said in our previous episode, like we could not have predicted how this was going to play out heading into this this episode. Like I, it's just yeah. I should say Deshaun Deshaun Watson's the one guy that is the oh, the one that right. is coming up. He has some stuff on Friday. Some of his yeah. legal uh, things are supposed to get cleared out, or at least become a little more um, clear of like how long he could be out if he gets suspended or just different things. So that's the one guy that at the same time teams, I know Washington was one of those teams that was potentially interested in him. You see Carolina as a spot. Carolina is another team, I guess with Pittsburgh, you can look at as to follow to see what they do at quarterback. But that's, I guess the one guy that, you know, we haven't seen him on the field in a year, but I, that's why I almost forget about him. And, and obviously the, taking this seriously with the allegations and the, and the different, um, uh, charges that are that are against him like there's a lot of things that uh are in play here but i almost forgot about him because of those things but when he was on the field um i mean he was fantastic if he's able to keep up the play he had before so that's the only maybe the only other guy that really is a big movement um type of quarterback still left uh to possibly be had on the trade market yep and uh that is one like you said could be another big domino depending on what his uh future looks like so well, there's some thoughts on yet another uh, wild sequence in the 
NFL offseason, one of many probably this offseason. We're only in like the, what, we're basically in the first week of March here. And, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. So uh, we'll see what else happens. But, of course, still we'll have it all covered over at Clutch Points. All sorts of offseason analysis. We move towards the draft. And, uh, of course, more trades uh, likely in the works. And uh, as I said on the last episode, Dylan, if Major League Baseball decides <laughs> they ever want to play again, um, there will be coverage of that as well. Yes, hopefully. Uh, I know they've today. We'll see by tomorrow if there'll be uh, a deal in place. It's there seems to be positive movement, but it could just be ownership in baseball uh, pitching these things and putting them out there. I'm not positive, but if there are games, you can follow them in the Clutch Points app. Um, we have a ton of coverage of the NCAA tournament coming up. While you can't follow the games uh, and streams on the app, we're going to have betting previews, uh, all sorts of coverage for each game in depth kind of looks. We're going to have brackets available on the site. Um, for, first, a blank one, and then a uh, one filled out with all the teams that, uh, with a printable bracket and all that kind of stuff. So you can find that in the NCA section of clutchpoints.com. On the NFL side, yeah, tons of coverage, a lot of breakdowns of all these trades, looking at teams that will regret not trading for Russell Wilson. I, unfortunately, I think we have an editorial about uh, why Carson Wentz is the last quarterback that Washington should have traded for. So if you're if you have, if you're a, if you're a Washington fan and you like pain and you're and you know you're, you you uh, like to a little bit of a machinist maybe you can read that one but otherwise yeah tons of coverage of all these uh, moves still a lot of stuff going over uh players that teams should target we have our whole series out on the top 100 free agents and where they each of them should uh sign so if you go to the nfl section you search free agency there and you're going to get all of that kind of content available and tons of breakdowns yeah and obviously on these trades and uh looking ahead to next season for wentz and um, wilson and their new homes and rogers obviously staying you know, I'm really in no hurry for baseball to be back because if they don't play, then you know, that just extends the reign of the current um, champions, right? So, I mean, it's just oh, the Braves will just carry, we'll just carry this into the next decade for all I care. So, um, anyways, but yeah, so check everything out over Clutch Points and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast that you use. Search for Savage the Past and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll see you next time. Here on the